Welcome to the MagPod and our series, Susie Goes Solo with Suzanne Wharton, our fearless solo traveller from the Isle of Wight. In episode two, we're about to hear about her adventures in Barcelona. Yes, Barcelona. This was trip number one. Um, So I call it the test trip when I refer to it because... Everything I did in Barcelona, I didn't do in the other cities. It was it was very, very scary. I'd never flown from a tiny airport before. So I'd always flown, growing up on the island, you always flew from Gatwick or Heathrow. So it was my first experience of Luton Airport, um, tiniest airport in the world. And the hardest to get to. It's impossible. Really hard to it get It really you. is impossible. Um, and, you know, I I'd, I got myself this really cute, you know, I'd, I'd done all the measurements. So I had this little holdall that was perfect hand luggage. I think my flight had cost me £15 and I was de- determined not to pay any extra. So everything fitted in this tiny holdall that was within a millimetre of the allowance. And I thought I had everything perfectly planned and landed in Barcelona and I'd researched really well. So the hostel where I was staying in had excellent reviews. I was in a mixed dorm room of eight people. So I've got this. And found the bus from the airport to the main area. Well done. All I had to do was walk eight streets straight, turn two corners, and I'd be at the hostel. So I'd, I'd planned it all. And I was nervous because everyone said to me, Barcelona is, is where you're going to get mugged. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm going to really get this in my brain. And I've just got to go straight eight streets, round these two corners, and I'm there. Two hours later, I don't know where the hell I was. <laughs> the holdall, which was perfectly measured, suddenly felt like the heaviest thing in the world. Um, I travelled in jeans and a T-shirt. It was hot as hell, even though it was September. I was sweating like a pig. And I kept like looking at lo- asking locals. And I thought, at this point, I'm getting my phone out. And I felt like I wanted to cry already. I'm like, I'm two hours into this. And of all people, I messaged the ex. And I was just like, I'm, I'm here in Barcelona and I'm, you know, and I'm lost already and I'm panicking. And he just said to me, Susie, turn on City Mapper. I said, oh, but City Mapper doesn't work outside London. He said, City Mapper works in every city. Put on City Mapper. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, it works outside of London. And within literally five minutes, I was at the hostel. So I was like, right, challenge number one, City Mapper works. I will not be lost. This is amazing. <laughs> and actually, I noticed everyone else was on their phones. And I was so much safer. I was like, right, whatever. So I got to the hostel. Hostel was gorgeous. Now, I don't know when hostels suddenly looked like Ikea showrooms. Yes. But they do, and they're fabulous. And with hairdryers now. Completely. <laughs> it's one I'd taken a towel, and I'm thinking, shit, I could have fitted in three more T-shirts for what the towel took up. <laughs> they provided everything, and I had my bunk, and I had a top bunk, and I had this little curtain for privacy. I was like, this is this is good. Did you have to make your own bed? Didn't have to make my own Didn't bed you? in that one. Ooh. No. So, and I had my little locker, which my padlock which I'd bought from Tiger fitted perfectly wonderful so dumped everything in there thought I'm gonna have a little walk about now I know that I can make it back in one piece so dropped everything off and decided in a bid to get my bearings of the city I would do the most touristy thing going I would get an open top bus tour love them I just love them do you know and it's the one thing I'd say it's the one thing I learned in Barcelona that I then did in every city Mm. the if you land at lunchtime then that afternoon do a trip on the open top bus tour the tickets are normally valid for 24 hours Mm. so it's a great way to do one lap Mm. 
mm-hmm. and get your bearings of where everything is. And sometimes things look great on the internet and then you get there and you're like, oh, this is great. Like the Little Mermaid in Copenhagen, smallest statue in existence, <laughs> yeah. the furthest oh, yeah. out of the city, pointless. Um, sorry, Little Mermaid. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great way of saying, actually, that doesn't look that great. I won't bother with that. That looks amazing. I didn't expect it to, but knowing where everything That's is. That's actually a really good idea to yeah. do that. It really that. is. And I you get that, that bird's eye view. So I'd kind of be taking screenshots of, yeah, I'm going to go back there. I'm going to go back there. The only thing I hate about these tours is I swear they pay the most boring person they know <laughs> to record the voice. It's the most monotonous you know, welcome to Barcelona. And, you know, and it's the worst music. It's it's literally telephone on hold music. And it's like, come on. I, I What I would give to record one of these. So I'm going round. <laughs> and, uh, completely. Completely. So I got bored halfway through, just put my iPhone on and I was listening to music. And it was beautiful. And as I'm going around, the sun's beginning to set. And I'm like, oh, you know, I've got, I'm in Barcelona. I'm here. And then a song came on that reminded me of my ex and the tears came and I'm watching this sunset and I'm just like shit what am I doing and the panic set in and then the bus tour suddenly it became dark very quickly and I didn't realize that having my iPhone had drained my battery and then I'm kind of looking around for where am I city map I can't save me now and recognised something that was I knew was near the hostel and then managed to get off the bus, get there 25 minutes later via a McDonald's because I was too scared to go in a restaurant. Well, brave enough to go out. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's my first night. I'm not going out for a meal. McDonald's saved my life yeah. so many times and in European city. For. And do you know what I love most about McDonald's in Barcelona? So you can have your, your meal, but you get a beer. <laughs> For seven euros, I got a can of Estrella and a Big Mac and my chips. And I was so happy and I felt really safe. And after I'd had that, the tears stopped. I made it back to the hostel. (laughs) At this point, it's it's only about 7 p.m. But I was so emotionally drained and exhausted after the first day. I thought, I'm just going to have a shower. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to watch something on my iPad and with my headphones on and I'm going to sleep like a baby. And after the one bit, it worked quite well until about 11pm, the door started. Now, (laughs) I'd completely forgotten about this part of hostel life, but everyone else that's staying there doesn't go to bed at 7pm. They've gone out for dinner. People don't eat until 10pm in Spain. So from 11 until 1 in the morning, everyone else is coming into the room, the lights go on, the door shuts. And then the symphony of men snoring. I think the (laughs) ratio in the room was three girls to about five guys. Mm. And I think when you, you almost kind of you know, I, uh, my ex's snoring was quite endearing to me because it was his snoring. But when that would never have lasted, let me tell you. No, yeah. After no. about five or six years, you he want was to kill them with like a big a knife. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it was more like a purr than a snore. Mm. No, still, um, you want to kill him with a big yeah. knife yeah. after about five years. <laughs> Smother with a purr. Yeah, absolutely. But no, you, it, was, it was one would start and then the other one, and then was, one was talking in his sleep, and you're just, oh and you're God. suddenly very aware that you're sleeping in a room with all these strangers. And I just, I couldn't sleep at all. It was, so in the end, I, well, I think I watched, um, I watched that awful R. Kelly documentary, I think, because it was the only thing that was less terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sat there watching Netflix with my headphones until about four in the morning and I eventually went to sleep. The second day I woke up and I was like, right, you know, I'm, I'm going to go and do 
the big touristy things now. And because so many people had said to me, I got mugged in Barcelona, I had done the unthinkable thing of buying a bum bag. <laughs> and there is no way, like in London, all these, I see them on the tube and they make them look good. But when you're 36 and you've got a bum bag, you can't wear it diagonally over the front of your chest. I've got rather large boobs anyway, so it gets in the way. So no. I'm going to have to wear it the old fashioned way. It's going on the hips. I look like an idiot. I felt like an idiot. Yeah. But I was like, no, no one's going to mug me. It's safer this way. Why? Because you look like an idiot. But this is it. I think it's that thing of they're like, you know, don't look like a tourist, but you need to have a bum bag because you're going to get mugged. So then I decided just kind of wear the baggiest top I could to try to hide the bum bag. Now you just look pregnant. Now I just look pregnant. (laughs) Um, So there was no way around it. So I was like, embrace it. So my ticket for the open top bus tour was still valid until 3 p.m. So I was like, right, I've got till 3 p.m. to use this. So I decided, because it was a beautiful day, I would start the morning, I'd go and do a bit of sunbathing by the beach. So I got the bus down towards the beach area, and I had my towel, had my bikini in a book, and I was like, I'm just going to chop up the tan and then figure out where I'm going to go. So walk down to the beach, and I was the only person down there because no one gets up that early or goes to the beach that early <laughs> in September. The only people around me were street cleaners that were yelling things at me in Spanish, which I didn't understand. (laughs) And then there was all these very old men that would just stop, strip down to the, the, I call them a budgie smuggler, but the little tiny pant pants and wave. And then they'd say something to me in Spanish and I'd just look kind of really confused and then they'd leave me alone. I stood out like a sore thumb. So kind of relaxing on the beach didn't work. So I thought I'll go back to the bus stop. And the buses are supposed to run every 15 minutes. So I stood there for 15 minutes, nothing. 20 minutes, nothing. I'm like, where is this bloody bus? And at this point, it's getting hot and I haven't eaten anything yet. There's nothing is open because it's only about... 10.45 10.45 in the morning. So... Silly you. Silly me. Silly you. <laughs> like, silly me. I'm, I'm used to London. Everything's open from 6am. So I think, I'll do the old, I'll walk to the next bus stop. And by the time I walk there, <laughs> the bus will come. So I didn't realise, actually, the distance between the two. So I, I can see the next bus stop, and then I can hear the bus. <laughs> shit so I'm running in the heat I run out of water I haven't had kind of anything to eat yet missed the bus so I was like right I'll walk to the next one because it definitely (laughs) took me I did this the entire strip of the beach missing the bus by about two minutes each one I walked for an hour and a half I think I did (laughs) 25,000 steps that morning By the time I got to the end area, I was so sweaty and dehydrated (laughs) and felt faint that I went to McDonald's again because it was the only thing I could see. And I just saw those arches. I was like, safety. And I remember texting my best friend saying, I've been in Barcelona for for nearly 24 hours. All I've eaten is bloody McDonald's. (laughs) Um, And she was just like, you know, are you okay? I said, no, I'm fine. I'm surviving. And I got back on this bus and... The rest of the afternoon was lovely. And Barcelona is such a beautiful city. Mm. It really is. And everyone was very friendly and welcoming. And it's quite compact as well. Mm. So you can do so much walkable. And as bizarre as it sounds, other than London and my little trip to Amsterdam I'd previously done, I'd never been to a European city. Growing up, we had family in America. So we would go to America every other year. So New York, I know, but Europe, I do not know. 
and the only European holidays I'd had were kind of like beach resorts but I'd never seen architecture like that with the sun and the weather and the colour and the gaudy and it it was very moving and beautiful and I, I just loved it and I surprised me how safe I felt as well I think the, the following day I didn't even wear my bum bag I was like no I've got Get this you. now oh. like I don't need my bum bag Confidence. yeah I'm gonna shove it all in my little tote bag and by the third day I felt quite comfortable and it's such an easy city to walk and it's it's almost quite similar to New York because it's on like a grid system that if I did get lost, just keep walking square and you'll find yourself. And I knew I had City Mapper. I bought a power bank with an adapter. So I was like, oh my God, I'm a grown up. So if I did run out of battery, I was sorted. And on the third night, I took myself out for a meal. I thought I'll go early. And I found this lovely little tapas restaurant that was only four streets from where I was staying. Because at this point, I'm like, you know, you you haven't eaten much other than McDonald's. You've been walking a lot. You're very dehydrated. So you're going to get drunk after probably one glass. You need to make it back because you'll get lost or something bad will happen. So I found this restaurant, like literally four streets. And I sat down. I'm, I'm going to have a tapas party for one. So the, the waiter came over and I was like, I will have this, 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 this. And can I have a bottle of, of, of red wine, please? And he said, would you like me to wait for your guest to come? And I was like, no, honey. Oh this is for me. <laughs> Keep it coming. And he was so sweet. He was like, you go, girl. You go, girl. And it's, it's, he suddenly became kind of the campus Spanish um, server in the world but he was and then he was bringing me this I wanted you to try this and he kept checking in with me Aww. he was so sweet he was, what do you think what do you think I said, love it bring the next one I had to have a little 20 minute break at one point because yeah, just let it go down a bit completely and those tortillas they're big and I find with Spanish food sometimes you're eating it and the heat doesn't hit you until after <laughs> yeah. so, so jalapenos completely and I'd be I, there was, I literally had an entire bowl of Padron peppers at one point Ooh, which are great nice. but then don't eat a bowl of those peppers if you have to share a room with seven strangers <laughs> because at two in the morning no one's going to like you in that room it will repeat on you but, but yeah and he was so sweet and I think I was really lucky it was still light and, and I was sat there and I was watching all these people go past and I thought, I've got this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been scary. There have been tears. And You've only but, called the ex once. Only called the ex once. It was, it was one of those things as well. I think it shocked me how much... There were probably at least 30 occasions where I just wanted to send him a pic or call him because I was so excited by what I was seeing. Yeah. And I think kind of travelling at that age you appreciate things differently you know if, if I'd gone there when I was 18 I just wanted to go to a bar and get pissed mm. but being kind of in my in my late 30s I was oh look at the architecture and oh and and the mm. culture and, and the history of the city I wanted to share it with him the way he'd always shared his trips with me and it was really hard not to just mm. reach out and I really held myself back quite a bit it's a bit like going to the cinema on your own, isn't it? That you come out and you just want to talk about you the film do. with somebody. You really, you know? really do. And But I think that the lovely thing about having the Instagram account is that I could share these moments with anyone that was following it. And I could still kind of connect with people. And it was shocking how many people said to me, oh, I've been to Barcelona. But from looking at the pictures, they said, I wouldn't even have recognised that as Barcelona because you saw it 
very differently. They went to a bar and got pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, you know, like I, I was trying to... I think at one point I was literally, like, squatted on the ground trying to photograph this this monument from an angle. Like, I, this is a really arty shot. Must have looked like a complete idiot. But I was like, yeah. And I just wanted to kind of capture it as I was seeing it. But I was sat in that restaurant and, and I thought, right, no. You, you've got it. We're going to take these trips seriously. You can do this. And and I, I felt a, a real sense of achievement, you know. I'd, Absolutely. I I wouldn't have been able to go out for dinner in London on my own. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was barely holding holding myself together to go out with my friends at, at one point and, and pretend everything was okay. And and I felt like, you know, you know, you made mistakes on this trip, but you're okay, and and you've got this. And I went back to the hostel with my earplugs, which I had purchased, and, <laughs> and you had on pepper gas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I, I see them on the menu. I still haven't learned that from that mistake. I, they just taste so good, so good. so good. And the food there was amazing. But as awful as it sounds, Spanish McDonald's has my heart. <laughs> And it's and they had all these different burgers you don't have here. It <laughs> and was, do you know? And I, I'm not too embarrassed, but every city I've been to, I've had a McDonald's. Just to it's, a, it's a tradition now. Yes, it's, why, why there's something not? about European supermarkets and McDonald's mm. that European it's it's the oh, same but different. It's so much better than it's fascinating. Why is this? It really is. So so yeah. So the following morning, I got the plane home with a renewed confidence that I could go to a European country without killing myself, getting mugged or getting in too much trouble. And I went home and I finished booking all the others. And I'd only booked women-only dorms. I was not lesson listening. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. <laughs> I knew CityMapper worked. Another lesson learned. Another lesson learned. Power bank, power bank. That you, it. yeah, I've got, I had my power bank. I threw my bum bag away. That was not coming with me anymore. And I think it, yeah, it was, I'm actually going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to enjoy this was what I went home with. And on that note, where are you taking us next? Next, I'm taking you to trip number three, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Amsterdam.